I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. To the front of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Welcome back to Trust God Bro, episode 21. So I can't believe we made it this far again. And um, we're in a coffee shop today, so hopefully the sound comes out all right. But we kind of have like a little bit of an ambience, you know, some ASMR. Um, but yeah, so this is the first ever podcast in a coffee shop. And I'm with Andrea Greening today. And so, yeah, I'm excited to have her. And we're talking about um, justice and social justice. So um, I know that has a lot of connotations and people are like, uh, you could have a hundred different backgrounds with that word and so I think uh, I just want people to know that we're going after the real thing like we're not going after um, just this our own type of it but we're going after the real thing that God wants us to chase after and so yeah um just to start off I mean like Andrea like where are you at who are you and uh, yeah you just want to give us a little bit of feedback okay yeah Hi everyone, um, I'm excited to be here. This is my first podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> um, so, uh, some context, I graduated from ISU in 2020 um, and recently started as a nurse at Carl Hospital in Champaign. Um, I work on a trauma surgery unit and it's very exciting, very fun, and I actually just relocated to Champaign, at least for now. Um, and so, I'm going through a lot of life transitions, but um, something I've been passionate about for probably the last two years is this concept of justice. So I'm excited to dive in and talk about that. Yeah. And so you started um, a Just Brew mm-hmm. at ISU. And so what yes. what is that? Yeah. So about a year ago, a little over that, mm-hmm. um, my best friend and I, Madison Stoller, um, just had this random dream that we wanted to do something about justice. We were passionate about it. We saw that our peers were passionate about it. And we felt like we, we had a unique amount of connections and a unique amount of opportunity as seniors at ISU. Um, and so we actually started a nonprofit coffee shop here. Um, it's Like Dayton said, it's called Address Brew. Um, and we gathered about 40 volunteers and we're open 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, um, and gave 100% of profit to International Justice Mission. And they're the world's largest anti-trafficking organization. And so they work primarily in um, developing countries um, pursuing justice for the poor. And so that a lot of times looks like preventing violence because um, violence is the number one thing that keeps people in extreme poverty. And so that looks a lot like um, rescuing people from uh, situations of slavery, restraining criminals, and then a lot of just a sustainable focus on teaching law enforcement and governments to operate justly, to recognize uh, violence and to actually protect people from ever having to be in that situation. And so we felt really passionate about IJM, and so we jumped at this opportunity, and um, yeah, Just Brew is still going strong. It looks different right now with COVID, but um, we still have the same mission, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, So if someone wanted to say, get some beans from Oh yeah. What, what would they need thanks, to do? Thanks for that shout out, Dayton. Um, so right now, if you can go to adjustbrew.square.site S-I-T-E um, you can order coffee beans. We have an excellent wholesale partner, Sweet Bloom Coffee Roasters in Colorado. They've won tons of awards and they are so generous to us and give us an awesome discount. And So we're able to, um, to sell beans to you guys and then raise all that money for IJM. So you guys can order beans online 
online, and we also have tea. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, before we get into, I mean, I like to start off with a question about um, your favorite something. Usually, it's a, mm. what's your favorite pop tart flavor? But oh. what, what's your favorite coffee drink? Oh, thank you for asking yeah. that one. I don't have a pop tart opinion. <laughs> um, my favorite coffee drink is just a classic pour over um, V60 or Chemex, um, and I love like a light Ethiopian roast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I'm I'm not a big coffee guy, but. <laughs> Uh, that's great. And so um, when we're, we're looking at this topic of justice and social justice, it's one of those things that's like when whenever I'm like talking about something, it, it may seem like I'm the ultimate like trust God bro guy. Like I can do, you know, I, I trust God in all these things. And I would like to say I, I do, but I think at the heart of it, I have really um, lacked at this part hmm. in my life. And I think I want to pursue that because this is something that God really delights in Hmm. Um, and so anyways I was going to um, just start off by saying that you're going to teach me probably a lot about social justice and um, a lot more than I will be um, giving content so I'm just going to like kind of ask you questions um, but I don't know just like starting off like our hearts like long for justice Hmm. like do you think that's something that generally people will say is like a heart desire? Absolutely and I think right now in this cultural moment, we're seeing it more than ever, especially mm-hmm. on the college campus. I think our generation longs for justice and has and is expressing that very blatantly. Um, but I 100% agree at the root of all of our hearts. I mean, we're made in the image of God, and God mm-hmm. is is just, and He is just as He defines justice. And His heart is for um, for the vulnerable, for the poor. Um, and I think it's it's a really cool in this cultural moment. I do think God is doing mm-hmm. a new thing in our generation. Um, of just bringing a lot of injustices to light, maybe mm-hmm. for the first time, or maybe um, in more obvious ways than before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do agree that yeah. we're seeing that, yeah, yeah, our hearts do long for justice. They always have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like something that's like when something happens and, like, that person gets off scot-free mm-hmm. or whatever, we feel, like, anger. You Absolutely. know, it's like this, I deserved for this to be right. You know, if you ever were cheated out on something or whatever, it's like your heart wants that. And so, yeah, I think the... Also, I think we should define justice as, like, starting off and specifically, like, social justice. And so I think when I started off, I said, like, we were going after something specific. Mm -hmm. And so this biblical view of, like, social justice. And so, like, why should someone, like, look into this and what does this mean? Um, So let's put, like, a tag on justice and social justice. Like, when we start talking about this, it's good to have a definition. So uh, there's two Hebrew words, misfat and... Tzedekah. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) T-Z-A-D-E-Q-A-A-H. Tim Keller says it like this. That's like, misfat is like, both these words are used a lot. And actually, um, one of them um, refers to this like righteousness, you know? And this other one is this like, kind of this like communal like aspect of like social, like justice for things to go right between communities of people and like groups of people. So sometimes we look at it of like, oh, this is like a thing, justice between like God and I, like, you know, does my sin deserve to be punished or stuff like that. But really it's like that affects the way our communities and actually the Bible uses these two words together a lot of the time when it's translating. It's like these two words work together. So it's not just this like personal, but it's this like communal um, thing that happens. So yeah, do you have any thoughts on 
Yeah, I think just like even looking at the creation story, um, it's so significant that humans are made in the image of God, and God gives them the charge to to rule over the world, to, to the earth, and to take care of it, to protect it. Um, and there's this beautiful calling of um, being image bearers that we are to create societies and systems to allow people to flourish. Um, and we see very early, like in the fall, that um, when we look to our own. Um, when we take that power mm-hmm. and use it not to create, to bless, to, to let others flourish, yeah. but rather to um, advance our own yes. desires or to, um, yeah, we, we ultimately end up exploiting. And yeah. so all all injustice is at its core a misuse of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would, I would even say that justice is maybe using power the way it was intended and the way that God designed for us to use power. Yeah. No, I think that's great. You're getting to the heart of, like, why it happens of, like, um, I'm reading through the Old Testament right now, and I I recently read through Exodus, and Hmm. it said this, um, and it gives a really good idea of, like, why um, injustice happens. Hmm. And so, it's, there's Joseph, so if you remember, like, he helped save pretty much uh, his whole family, all of um, Egypt with... during the famine he like you know provided anyways a couple generations pass Israel becomes fruitful and they multiply a lot and then eventually there comes a king who forgets about um, Joseph and he just looks at these Israelites and he's like they're, they're so big and so this is what he says he says behold the people of Israel are too many and too mighty for us come let us deal shrewdly with them unless they multiply and if war breaks out they join our en- enemies and fight against us and escape from the land therefore set taskmasters over to afflict them with heavy burdens and they built for Pharaoh store cities and they the more they were oppressed the more they multiplied and the more they spread abroad and the Egyptians were in dread of the people of Israel so they ruthlessly made the people of Israel work as slaves and made their lives bitter with hard service and mortar and brick and all kinds of work in the field and all their work they ruthlessly made them work as slaves and so I think when I was reading that I just realized that oppression comes from like insecurity Hmm. of like Pharaoh felt insecure he was like these people are going to steal my power you know and so that's a result of sin you know not like uh, not trusting God that you are my like I'm totally yeah if that makes sense like I'm in a right standing with you and so because he was insecure and I think that's something that we all can experience in different ways Mm -hmm. um, and not to bring people down because of that um, totally it's this aspect of we want to Mm self-preserve and in that instance he wanted to preserve power yeah Um, and that that yeah that's a really good example of not trusting God mm-hmm. with justice or with power. Yeah. And like there's like a a lot of ways that can work out in our lives. And I think um, in my life is just like my own thought life of like sometimes I'll try to belittle people or like undermine their achievements um, which is the most um, petty thing ever, you know? And when you think about it of like, wow, like I think so highly of myself and it's like the gospel says it's like, no, it's, it's not what you've done but it's because of the one of another through mm. Jesus that you're right in God's eyes. And so that's just a, one practical way the gospel can like work out in our lives of like I don't have to justify my existence my you know yeah. my success or um, you know my power um, but anyways let's let's keep talking about this um, so 
I guess when it comes to this, I'm, let's get a, a bigger picture. Do you have like a, a time when, when something just clicked for you, like a story in your life yeah. when you were like, wow, or even a verse that would like bring to mind of like, this helped me understand social justice and like sure. why God cares about it? Yeah, totally. So just some background. Um, I've been a Christian for over a decade, but I think until about two years ago, I very much viewed life with God or life in the kingdom as primarily just a very spiritual thing between me and God. Just me, God, and the gospel is nothing more than a roadmap of salvation or how to get to heaven when I die. It wasn't until my junior year of college that I started connecting the idea that life with God is actually this. Yeah, it's the here and now. It's um, the kingdom of, of heaven has come. Jesus has brought it to earth. Yeah. And, and life with God is far less about just getting to heaven when you die. It's actually about joining him in his redeeming work of all things. And so I think when I connected that, I started to realize that um, that I could join God in this in this in his redemption of the whole earth, not just um, just not just individual souls through like evangelism, but actually um, bringing justice to unjust systems, bringing um, yeah, bringing redemption, restoral um, and renewal. And so, I the summer after my junior year of college, spent five weeks in Ghana with International Justice Mission and crew, um, and it was an, an amazing experience. Um, most notably, we um, came alongside IJM at one of their aftercare shelters for kids that were rescued from anti from uh, slavery on um, a lake in Ghana. They were forced to be fishermen from the age of like four or five years old. Oh, wow. They were horribly abused and wow. um, yeah, worked all day long with no pay. And so anyway, um, it just became so real to me in that moment that like that God. God's heart was for the oppressed and that I had just missed so much of, of his heart and so much of the gospel when I when I thought that the only thing that mattered in my walk with God was simply converting people so that their, their souls would be in heaven. Like that, yeah, that God just, God is redeeming so much more than that. And not, not less than that, but, yes. but so much more than that, right? Yes. And so, um, yeah, the gospel of, of justice became so much more beautiful to me. I had always struggled with the idea of God being wrathful or God having wrath for sinners, sinners like me, but um, I think this experience actually made me so grateful that God was angry at the people who had trafficked these kids, that God does have wrath for them. Um, but then in the ultimate act of justice and mercy, yeah. Christ died and Christ took the wrath and the justice of God um, and then and sinners are were, were made free and sinners yeah. were forgiven. And so I don't even know where I started, but yeah, that's, yeah. that is when I think things clicked for me. Um, it was about two years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's like such a great thing to realize in the Christian life of like hmm. the spiritual affects the physical, you know, of like it's an outworking, my spirit, like this belief that Christ is not only a, a later thing, but hmm. it's a here and now thing. Yeah. And it, it changes the way I uh, view people or treat people. And in fact, you said something too of like, um, I thought, you thought you said like love and God's love and justice were almost separated mm. of like God is love, but his justice, um, 
but really it's like to be fully loving totally there has to be justice totally and so my favorite one of my favorite verses is Jeremiah 9 it says let him who boasts boast in this that he knows and understands me that I'm the Lord who practices steadfast love justice and righteousness mm. in the world for in these things I delight declares the Lord and so when you see that like these three things like interconnecting love justice and righteousness mm. they're all like at the cross these all met like perfectly in totally. perfect harmony it's like God was just and the justifier of mm. those who like place so it's like one of those things where it's like just like Jesus became f- fully loving for us and he died so that God could be just you know it's like we wouldn't God wouldn't be just if he just let us go scot free if you know right over across the streets insomnia cookies and if I just crashed my car into insomnia cookies I mean I wouldn't just get a free ton of cookies I would have to pay for the whole you know front of that restaurant and so there's a price for the things that we do and so um, realizing that like that price was absorbed by Jesus you know like he took that on so God could be just I know that's a tangent and people listening already know that but I just think we we can't get enough of that you know totally realizing like wow like God has like forgiven me so much show me so much justice Hmm. and like you said for those who don't trust in Christ will be the God's wrath will be on them for all eternity and um, Daniel 9 says it's everlasting shame and contempt and um, and so I don't know it's like one of those things where it's it's real that God is really just um, totally and I think that if there's one thing that the modern cry for justice has missed it is this aspect of forgiveness and repentance yeah. I think our culture is so struggling with the idea of forgiveness and repentance yeah. right now because um, we're hearing this message of you're unjust you're racist you're these things which is mm-hmm. largely true and yeah. we need those messages we need to be aware of the ways that we are perpetuating injustice or being complicit in unjust systems. However, the beautiful, beautiful thing about Christianity and the reason that we as Christians should be at the forefront of this conversation is that we have the answer and that is repentance. We have this ability to turn. And so that's why I'm so passionate about um, Christians should not be the loudest Christian yes. voices in the room should not be condemning critical race sure. theory or condemning maybe like yeah. these uh, secular problems Movement. with justice. No, yeah. the loudest Christian voices in the room should be, yes, you're completely right. I I am unjust. Yes. I am like someone who has racist thoughts and intentions. Yeah. And and the answer is Christ. The answer mm-hmm. is that I can turn away from these things and towards justice because Jesus has died and Jesus has made me new and so I just think like the the most that critical race theory the most that the modern cry for justice can give us is dismantling of of harmful things or or bad systems we can deconstruct all we want Mm -hmm. and and that's a good thing that's a needed thing but where Christians have the edge we have this prophetic witness and voice is that Mm -hmm. that it's not the end of the story that we actually can be made new and we can be made right with God I mean that's so key of like repentance leads the heart of um, like forgiveness like seeing it's not like just like oh I, I must muster up this totally. like, response but it's like I look at Christ see how much he's done for me let that change me and that's repentance and that's what's gonna allow you to just do just justice and seek mercy because you see how much mercy you receive totally and um, and like you say it's like to realize that like I don't have it all together it's like I don't have a perfectly I, I'm not perfectly just in fact I'm very Injust, you know, with my actions and 
um, my money or whatever, you totally. know? And totally. so, um, yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, let's go to Isaiah. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a good place to go for us right now. Totally. Um, so a chapter that really has been challenging, convicting for me, and has been a foundation of justice for me is Isaiah 58. Um, basically, um, Isaiah is talking about fasting, and he's calling the Israelites out for the ways that they have fasted and, you know, sought God in their fasting. They've, um, they've acted really righteous in this way, yet on their days of their fast, they're literally seeking their own pleasure. They're oppressing their workers. They are wanting everyone to know that they're really humble to fast, yet this is not what the Lord desires. So I'm just going to read verses 5 through 7. <laughs> is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, to bring the homeless poor into your house, when you see the naked to cover him, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, your healing shall spring up speedily, your righteousness shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Mm. That's Isaiah 58. Six through eight, hmm. um, and so I just love this. I think it reminds me actually a lot of what Jesus ends up saying in Matthew twenty-three, where he calls out the Pharisees for tithing all their spices so precisely, yet neglecting the weightier measures of the law, which are justice and mercy. Mm-hmm. And so we can just so easily miss the heart of God when we're pursuing individual righteousness. And that's not to say that we shouldn't pursue individual righteousness because we absolutely should. Yeah. But I think it can be very easy, especially in such a Western, individualized yeah. culture, right? We, we view righteousness as very much a thing, but it's me and my relationship with sure. God, right? But but so much of God's heart is this communal aspect yeah. of justice, right? And it's, yes. we, we can be yeah, I've been so called out. How ignorant mm-hmm. I can be to to have my quiet time and to think these lofty thoughts about God while mm-hmm. neglecting the very needs of my neighbor. Yes. Um, and so. It's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think we're getting close to this kind of like how this is affecting us today. Mm-hmm. It's like who is the oppressed? Like who who who, sh- how sh- who are these people? Totally. You know, like totally. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I yeah. think. I mean, sadly, in a world that's so cursed and so broken. Mm-hmm. And the list of people who are oppressed could go on and on, but maybe yeah. I'll just mention a few groups that I feel particularly passionate about. Yeah. Um, so to begin, I think right now, especially in America, we're seeing this huge reckoning with race. Um, we have absolutely a racist past that has bled into a racist present. Um, slavery, although it ended almost, what, 200 years ago, 150 years ago, is has simply changed form. Right, I think um, the racism in our hearts needs to be fully dealt with, and, it, and behavior modification can only go so far. Right, so yes. I think um, we're seeing examples of mass incarceration, police brutality, things like that, and and so I think, um, yeah, listening to our brothers and sisters of color, listening to their experiences um, humbly, yeah, um, is, uh, and we can touch more on application later. But that's one group I think is um, people of color in the United States that are absolutely experiencing oppression. Um, Another group is um, those enslaved all throughout the world. We have more people in slavery now than we ever have in the history of the world. Um, Some estimates are up to 40 million people. Um, And then a third group, and this kind of ties in with the second, but 
a lot of people are unaware of the modern Holocaust that is happening right now in China with the Uyghurs. Um, they're a Muslim people group that um, have been, yeah, enslaved and using for um, labor um, by the Chinese Communist Party. And so those are just three that I've been thinking a lot about. Um, but I think there's this common thread of, um, yeah, of not not having dignity for the image of God yeah. um, and for, yes. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like dehumanizing yes. people yeah. of like, just from that aspect of like, we're made in the image of God, equally worthy of dignity and respect. And so when that isn't happening, it's like, it's not a sin against even that person as much as it is a sin against God. Sure. You know, it's like Psalm 51 against you and you only have I sinned, God. And um, but I think that's great. But like, I wasn't even aware of, like, um, the slavery, in modern-day slavery, yeah. until, like, I heard about IJM oh, wow. and, like, yeah. looked into it, and so, totally. um, pretty recently, and so I feel mm-hmm. like, um, it is, like, astonishing. Yeah, it so. is. And just to clarify, modern-day slavery can take so many forms. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely sex slavery, but it's also labor slavery. Um, a lot of people who are, yeah, enslaved to make clothes mm-hmm. and, um, goods that we have here in America Um, and so and that's all I really love yeah no yeah you're right and so cool Okay, I, I have one thing to mention about justice. Of like, if you're still listening to this and being like, ah, I'm not sure if God is on board with this whole, hmm. like, or if God actually cares that much about justice. Totally. Um, just in my time in the Old Testament, I've been seeing like, there's whole sections hmm. on this social justice, this is the way you should interact. And He create, has so many laws to help the Israelites. Because up to this point, they really didn't have much of anything. They didn't have like, they didn't have the Ten Commandments before this. And sure. They had no clue, and so God was really helping for their good, and he's saying, for you to function healthy, it's like, in the, the way you were created to be, um, is for you to live in this way with a right relationship with other people, doing mercy and justice to other people, and so, and for the outcasts and the people that, um, even like the people with leprosy, like, he had laws to like, help them, you know, in the, that case, and so there's just lots there, and so, anyways, um, yeah, let's kind of like get into some application. So, like, um, what can I be doing today that would, um, how can I live this out, you know? Totally, yeah. totally. I think here is the most freeing answer, mm-hmm. and it is simply to repent. I think, mm-hmm. like, it, it's so weighty to hear 10 reasons, or 10 things you should be doing that you're not doing yeah. about justice. And I think there is room for specific action points, which I'll get to. But I think the first thing is to humble yourself before the Lord, mm-hmm. to lament and to grieve over how broken this world is, how unjust it is. Ask God to open your eyes to see more, right? And, and um, yeah, I think a lot of it is simply sitting in it and yeah. letting your heart be soft enough to break because I think my temptation, I'm an Enneagram 7, mm-hmm. is to push away any feelings of how sad or broken the world is because I just want to be happy. Mm-hmm. But I think repentance for me is, is to sit and to, to mourn with God and to mm-hmm. agree with him about how, how unjust this world is. Um, I think a tangible action step is to listen to people, people's experiences. I think listening to our brothers and sisters of color, not in a way of needing them to prove to you mm-hmm. their experiences or prove the ways that they've experienced racism, but to simply listen and yeah. to, um, to empathize. Um, I think, yeah, a mm-hmm. lot of how we should live this out 
is is to pray to have a heart like God's, a heart that's breakable and soft, and a heart that that moves towards people. We don't yeah. need we don't need any more reasons to move away from the heart of God. So we don't need reasons that like will make us feel better about yeah. injustice. I I think it's very tempting to as a Christian to be like, oh, but is God really you know for the social justice movement? Mm-hmm. But I think I don't know. I think we don't need more reasons to to be moving away from empathy. And so even if there are things that people are calling for in culture that you feel uncomfortable about or you don't think um, Mm -hmm. maybe are perfectly biblically in alignment, I think that it's always safe to err on the side of mercy and to lament with the people, right? To to mourn with those who mourn. Um, And so, yeah, I think those are some good action steps to begin with. Some more practical things. um, Look into where your products come from. Look into where your coffee beans are from. Um, There's so much slavery in the world, and I think a really easy thing to start doing is thrifting or buying secondhand, um, not feeding into webs of you know, capitalist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know yeah. What I, mean? I think what you said too about um, earlier when just re- and repenting and for what we had done wrong and just kind of like soaking in and just like seeing the world as it is. Um, and like in, in Revelation, I think it is like, says like, come Lord Jesus, come quickly. Hmm. You know, that's the heart of if you are a Christian. Um, you're becoming more into the image of God so you're loving the things that he loves your heart is breaking for the things that he breaks right. and then you're, you're saying at the same time it's like I want this this, this final I, I want this world to be the way it should be sure. you know and that's the heart of the Christian like I want Jesus back yeah. now and so totally. even though um, yeah so I don't know, I'm glad you included that so yeah and ju- just seeing like where are the things you're supporting supporting sure. um, movements that are taking away people freedom or mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and then I just think I mentioned this earlier but at the root of all injustice is a misuse of power yeah but power in itself is actually a good and beautiful thing and like I said it was given to humans by God to use rightly um, and we have no better example of a good use of power than Jesus on the cross yes. because in Jesus life because Jesus had all the power in the world yet he chose to give it up for us he chose to leverage it and use it for on the behalf of the oppressed and so if you have power it's not something to be ashamed of if you have privilege it's not something to be ashamed of it's yeah. something to use and to wield on the behalf of yeah. those who don't have it and so That's i just huge. want to even read from philippians 2 um it's talking about Jesus, um, who, this is starting in verse 6, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Um, I just, yeah, that that is the example. That that is Christ. Yeah. And just to mention, even quickly, if all this was was an example, it would be crushing because we can never yeah. live up to emptying all of our power, right? But if we have Jesus as a Savior, it's only freeing. Um, 
Um, so I would just encourage you to think about the, the ways you have power, the, the places of power in your life. I think of myself, I am white, I am educated with a college degree, I um, grew up, you know, in a stable home, I, I'm i from America, I speak English, so they're just, I mean, it goes on and on and on, I, and we all, we all have some, some aspects of, of yeah. power in our lives, and so this is something, like mm-hmm. I said, to, to be considering, and, yeah. and considering where we can give up some of that and power, and to lay that down, and to yeah. lay it down, yeah, yes, exactly, and that's, that is the, the irony of the Christian life is that the way up is down and the way to be rich is to give your money away and the way to live is to die and so and we know that is true because we know the gospel and so to to just bring this into the the conversation about justice that so much of the modern voice we hear is a voice of condemnation you're not doing enough for justice you're not you're not caring enough you're not you're not you're too privileged no and yet I mean yes we're not doing enough and um but it doesn't it doesn't end yeah no the answer again is to repent yeah because it's like we've been given so much yes you know it's like i can freely give because jesus freely gave himself yes and so i'm like so that's such a cool image to see of like he had all the power in the world could have came down on the cross could have crushed everyone there totally that was mocking him and then he said turns and says Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. And it's like, who is this God? Who like, is this God? Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's that crazy. He, that he eats with sinners and tax collectors. Yeah. Yeah, has the harshest words for the religious leaders, right? Like, And so even to pray as yeah. an application point, like, God, how can I live in this upside-down kingdom? Yes. Like, how can I give up my power? How can I give up my rights? Yeah. I think we're there's a huge conversation right now about rights. Like, you know, people mm-hmm. fighting for their rights. And, and again, of course, that's it's a good thing to have rights. But maybe more of the conversation should be, how can we actually give up our rights so that others can flourish? How could I maybe give up my right to freely gather with tons of friends because I want to protect the, yeah. those who are vulnerable from COVID. I mean, just the examples can go on and on. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much of like, um, when you see the heart of Christ, hmm. you really grow to love justice and mercy. Like, I'm, I can't like just pinpoint it. I'm like, that's what we're pinpointing the topic right now. Sure. But it's like studying Jesus, like reading about Jesus will cause you to like see the, the things that he loves and for you to love those things too. Totally. And it's like you see it, like you said, like tax co- eating with tax collectors and sinners, those that are oppressed, people that would never give, like no one else would give them a second chance. It's like Jesus was always there and it's like hmm. I think seeing that can like make you that like type of person and um and just like living in community of like seeing people that are like also doing that and like yeah. encouraging each other. It's like hey um to, to, to go out and like live like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like you said, just um, having these conversations about um, the sin in our lives that we do have and confessing that. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. And I love what you said about Christ. I think there's mm-hmm. this reality that, like, if, if you know, Matthew 5 says, Blessed mm-hmm. are the poor, uh, for the, yes. you know, the poor in heart, blessed are those who suffer. If those things are true, and if God, if Jesus mm-hmm. really is the man of sorrows, yes. acquainted with grief, then there's just this reality that, like, that. He, 
we can only be as close to him as we are to suffering and yeah. to the poor. And if, if that's where that's where his heart is, yes. that's who he loves, I mean, yes, he yes. loves all of us. But there is this reality that the poor are blessed. And so we, and it doesn't say blessed are those who help the poor. It says blessed are the poor. Yes. So I think there's this idea that we can, we grow closer and closer to Christ yes. as we're in these situations, right? As we yeah. um, love who he loves. And yes. so I think I've been recently convicted about the last two years I've been so into these causes, these mm. big abstract ideas about justice. I I mean, there's all these Instagram stories, right? Mm. Like there's so many things to be angry about and things to care about. But it really does not matter how much I know or how much I think about justice if the people right in front of me yeah. are not actually being changed by it. And so yeah. I can post something in my Instagram story about this genocide that's happening in China, yet if I take care of patients that night and don't give them the time of yes. day, right? And don't yeah. like treat them with dignity and respect and patience, like that says it that shows that there is a disconnect there, right? And so I think like all that being said, like there's a lot of abstract ways we can learn and care about justice, but where we encounter Christ is in the actual daily laying down our rights. Um to help others flourish. Yeah, I think that's a great way to kind of wrap it up of like, you know, we're not the ultimate trust God bros, but in fact, at the end of the day, we're just telling you like, look up and like, see where you're at, like, go out, like, go live this out, um, look at Christ, see what he's done. Um, I, I guess I could mention this, like, Gentle and Lowly hmm. is a really great book. Yeah. Um, it, it talks about how Christ has a heart for sinners and sufferers, hmm. so I think you should, um, if you're interested, um, you should uh, check it out. They also have a podcast mm-hmm. of Gentle and Lowly, like, daily meditations, and yeah. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it does says a lot. Like, the one place Jesus reveals his heart is in that verse where he says, yes. I'm, um, my yoke is easy, easy my, my burden, burden is light. Yeah, yeah, come to me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to share? I think just to sum it all up, it, I was trying to think about this connection of trusting God with mm. social justice and just the ways that I need to trust God with justice are, one, I need to trust God with my sadness and lament when I, when I hear something horrible and tragic and unjust. I need to trust that God is joyful and good enough to to keep my joy, that I can sit in sadness with another. Um, I need to trust God, that he's right about the upside down kingdom, that I actually will be lifted up and glorified as I lay myself down, that that is the gospel. Um, And to trust God that my experience, my culture, my understanding of things is not the only way that, um, that people who have suffered, people who are oppressed, know, maybe even know him in a, a deeper and more beautiful way because yeah. of that. And so um, I need to lean into that and yeah. then trust that God is the God of justice and that he is redeeming this whole world and bringing it back to a place of perfect justice that all of us will flourish under his just rule. So I need to trust that he is doing these things yeah. and that it is only a blessing and a gift that he would include me in even a small way. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, go out, lay your life down for others, and um, mm-hmm. thanks, thanks for um, coming on. Um, I really appreciate it. Yeah, first first episode in the coffee house. Yeah. It, I hope the sound comes across, but um, it's, a, it's a cold winter day, so I, I really enjoyed um, this, and I think I um, learned a lot. And so, um, yeah, I actually have 
a flight to go catch them. We need to wrap this up. Um, but at the end of every episode, we say, and that's how you trust God, bro. Um, so, you ready? Okay, yeah. Down, okay. okay. And that's how you trust God, bro. <laughs> <laughs>